welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedules, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Emily Alonzo on the line. She's the Principal Consultant and CEO over at Impact Allies. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Impact Allies and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Yeah, so I started out in my career back in community college. Um, like a lot of folks, I could not afford to go to college for, you know, for four years without transferring in. So I did two years of community college, and that's when I really jump-started my career. I actually started off as an accounting assistant, quickly realized I hated it, um, and <laughs> dove in. <laughs> yeah. Shocking, I know. Um, dove into um, nonprofit work and really just fell in love with mission-driven impact and being able to work in something that was really meaningful to me. Um, I utilized my accounting skills, of course, because I started working for a nonprofit called the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship, um, where I did a lot of work with students directly who are in high school, creating their own business plans, helping them with their financial plans and really just getting them excited about filling a community need um, in their own community that they saw with a product or service that they produced and got excited about. And it really just opened my eyes to not only nonprofit work, which is where I kind of have maintained my career, but also entrepreneurship. And so um, I'm really lucky to have had that first experience kind of delving in both and then have since worked with you know, the Chamber of Commerce, specifically in education and workforce development, where I really feel like um, I'm able to work in a way that I love and in something that's really meaningful and impactful to me and where I get to work with students and folks who are trying to get into the workforce and prepare them for what that means and what that is and those different opportunities. So, yeah, that's how I kind of got started. Well, um, so obviously, you know, you've had um, multiple experiences from different angles, so accounting to nonprofit to, um, mm -hmm. to obviously working in the chamber. So if you could go back and give that Emily that was just getting started some advice, what kind of things would you tell her? I would tell her to not be afraid to change her career. I think that when I first started out, like many folks when they're first starting out in college or in their first job, they're like, this is it, this is what it's going to be, I have to commit to this, or maybe that's just my personality. Um, but I would tell myself that, you know, it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to make choices and, and do something different and really follow different paths and not necessarily what your parents had wanted for you. I mean, I grew up um, from Cuban, so that's my, my background. I'm Cuban-American, so my family it was always like, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be, you know, go to school for four years and then and then be successful. And really that the concept of entrepreneurship was really new to my family and to me and especially for women. So it was it was really... Uh, I think that I would tell myself to not be afraid to to change things up and to do something that people aren't really expecting. 
Oh, that's great. I, I love that. And it's, um, and, and I get it completely, you know, and it, it's hard because nowadays there's this stigma about is it job hopping? Is it not going to do something else that you said you weren't doing? Is it good or bad? And it's like, uh, all those negative stigmas that people like, I hate that it holds some people back because they get in their head. Um, so I, I love your advice. Like, there's no point in getting in your head about this because, you know, things will move on. <laughs> it's it's going to happen yeah. either way. So you can move on and, you know, be stuck in the same place that you're not necessarily happy in for you know a decade or a couple years like you like end the pain if you have to <laughs> um, totally so, and the choice so, is yours <laughs> exactly um so let's switch it up a bit emily let's talk a little bit more about what yeah. you're doing over at um, impact allies so what what kind of things do you work on over there yeah so we really focus on capacity building um, and consulting with nonprofits to help build their capacity in different ways. So when I say capacity building, I'm not just talking about fund development, although we do that. So for anything fundraising related, so helping organizations grow um, what they do um, in relating to, to their budgets, creating strategic fund development plans so that they can grow and be sustainable and have lasting impact in their community, um, to technology implementation and project management around that technology implementation because um, with nonprofits, with, you know, limited budgets, technology is really key to providing services and to doing it well and to doing it in an important way, in a scaled way. So I've been working with organizations to help them implement technology and get their, get their feet, you know, wet with, with what this means and how to integrate that into the programs and services they're already providing in their communities. What kind of um, errors, I mean, obviously this is going to change from, you know, um, company to company, but what kind of challenges do you find that they that they have in getting these technologies implemented typically? So I think that with nonprofits in general, they're, they're oftentimes, you know, bootstrapped <laughs> similar to, not, to entrepreneurs where, like, you have to grow with little to nothing. Um, and so when you're strapped for resources, the first thought for most nonprofits is to hire a staff member or to hire somebody to help them, you know, serve as many more people as that person can possibly serve. And people often are a little little um, overworked within the field and they, they really struggle with maintaining work-life balance in nonprofit, especially when it's your passion. So having a technology that helps you scale and grow your programs um, and having that and, you know, being able to move into that realm is really important, but there's obviously resistance, I think, with human services in particular, you know, having a human touch is really important. So a lot of the pushback I get is usually, well, we like to do those things in person because it's, you know, it, it creates a community and that's absolutely true and I absolutely agree. Um, but, you know, there's also different different pieces of the process that go into human services that can be and should be automated in order to, you know, make it a little bit more efficient, quicker, um, and to really serve your population better. When you have technology, oftentimes the people you serve benefit from that and benefit from using that, especially when your population that you're serving are youth or are folks who grew up with technology and who are used to it and who want to, you know, not go into an office to fill out paperwork, that prefer to go 
online and do it there. Um, so it's it's really been an an interesting journey working with different nonprofits because you know everyone is 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 on a different side of of the spectrum. Some are super innovative and and ready to take on and tackle technologies, but others you have to convince and. Um, oftentimes with those organizations piloting um, small sects of technology to one part of their program is where it starts, and then you can kind of trickle the rest of it in. That's awesome. Um, so, Emily, if somebody's listening to this and if they want more information on Impact Allies or to connect with you, um, what's the best way for them to follow up? I'd say the best way is through my website. It's theimpactallies.com. Um, and you can just fill out the form there, and my email is also on there as well as my phone number. Happy to chat about whatever and um, and troubleshoot and brainstorm with organizations that are making huge impact in the community. That's awesome. Well, hey, Emily, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, telling us more about your background but and also your tips to success, but also your um, the, the great work you're doing over at Impact Allies to help our nonprofits. Um, and to the audience, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to, to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Emily, thanks again for coming on the show.